When we learn Mishnayis or Gemara and we see different types of matnas kahuna, gifts that are given to a kohen, we know that we end off the conversation by saying, Bizman hazeh, in our days, we no longer do this, but one day when Mashiach comes, by the opinion based on Mikdash, we will go back to giving truma and maizer to the kohen. However, the Gemara tells us that when it comes to chalas chutz la'aretz, which is only a mitzvah de Rabbanon, to give chalas chutz la'aretz, that we should know there's a concept of giving chala to a kain, there you are allowed to give it to a kain even bezmanazeh. What's the background to this discussion? So, there are different levels of tumah. After the Chorban, or even before the Chorban, when we started going into Gullus, leaving Eretz Yisrael, everyone was assumed to be Tame mace. Now, someone who's Tame mace cannot eat truma, you cannot eat chala. However, that's talking about truma or chala that's daraisa chala, but chala midrabanan. Someone who is Tame mace, he is in fact allowed to eat chalas chutzlaaret. However, when the Chum made a, a, a din, a mitzvah, giving chala, they said not everyone could eat it. Only if you did not have a tuma hayotzimigufa, as long as you did not have tuma coming out of your body. Not a Tomas Mace, but that means uh, Nida, Zav, Zava, Yeladas, Balkari. So as long as you're not tummy like that, then you could in fact eat Chalas Chutzlaret. And therefore the Gemara tells us that Chalas Chutzlaret could be given to a Kain Katan, a young child, who never experienced a Tumah Hayatzimigufai, or you give it to an adult Kain who went to the mikvah, did a proper procedure to get Tahar from the Tumah Hayatzimigufai. Now, Bismana said we cannot get Tahar from Tumas Meis, but that's fine. Even a Tumah Meis could eat Chalas Chutzlaret. Just interestingly, there's a similar conversation when it comes to going up to Harabayas. So I'm not telling anyone to go, but there's different machanais. There's machana kahuna, which someone who's tamay mace, who goes there, according to the Rambam, is a chiv kares, that no one responsible is going up there and claiming it's fine, because we're all tamay mace. But the next section, that's the more controversial section of machana levia, assuming you know and you could identify where machana levia is, as long as you are someone who does not have a tumayotz and a gufay, so you're not a balkari, you're not a zav, uh, a woman who cannot be a zav, anida yeladas, in those situations, as long as you're tar from that, you could go to Machane Levia. So anyways, so Chalas Chutzlaretz could be given to a Kayin, Katan, or, or an adult Kayin, who went to the mikvah, or went to a Maya in the spring, to make sure he is no longer Tameh. So the question is, why do we not do it Bizman If you look in the Shulchan Aruch, he says, to give it to a Kayin, Katan, or a Kayin, who went to the mikvah, yet the Ramah says the minig is to burn it. So... The two answers found in the Shach and the Magen Avram and Hilchas Pesach says two things. Number one, if you give it to the Kayin, we are concerned that the Kayin Katan, especially a nine-year-old, he's going to leave this dough around, it's going to end up in the wrong plate, it's going to end up on food, he's going to give it to his friend. It's called, basically, we're, gonna, we're concerned for Takala. Something bad is going to happen by being mafresh Chala and giving it to a Kayin Katan or a Kayin Gadol that went to the mikvah, but by the time he gave it to him, he's already to Mazav or, or Kari, and therefore, Mikshash Takala, we do not give it to a Kayin Katan. Another answer brought down by the Maril and others, some argued on this reason, but they said, and don't, t- don't tell us to your local Kayin, that we're not 100% confident in a Kayin Miuchas today. Over the years, Galus, we went through so many uh, pogroms, and therefore, we can no longer 
be certain who's really a Kayin. So for Tuchening, for Aliyas, we have no choice. But to give Chala to a Kayin, we're not going to do that Bismanazah. The Aruch HaShulchan and Pesach vehemently opposes to even mention something like this. How could you say that the Kahanim are not real Kahanim? Don't even bring this up Halacha. Other Paiskim, other Achronim said, no, there is some element of doubt. This has broad ramifications for Dayanim, for Paiskim. When you're dealing with Yichus Shailas, let's say you have a Kayin who becomes a Baal Tshuva, and his girlfriend or his, uh, his wife, his current wife, now that they became firm, his current wife was a, a Zaina, whatever that means, halachically a Zaina, prior to them getting married, or she was a Giyaris. So halach is a Kayin cannot marry these women. So some parties can take this discussion in the shach into account. Perhaps we do not have koyin miuchasa, so if you have some type of suffolk involved, some parties can look for a way to allow that marriage to continue, but that's beyond the scope of the share. Just bringing it down, this is one of the Maram Koyimahs, Hilchas Chala, Simen Shin Beis. That's where we find this concept of we are not so confident in the Kahana, but that's the two reasons why we no longer give it to a koyin katan. However, in Hilchas Pesach, it seems to be we will be a little more mako and give it to a kain. So the context is like this. Someone who needs a dough on Pesach. You're making matzah on Pesach itself. Today we shouldn't do it. Let's say you know how to make matzah. You're baking matzah on Pesach. You have the following problem. You have to give hafrash chala. And if you bake something on yantif, you could do hafrash on yantif. That's fine. However, how are you going to do hafrash chala on your matzah? The standard way of doing hafrash chala is take off a piece of dough, leave it on the side. The problem is if I leave the dough on the side, it's going to become chametz. So that's not an option. To bake it and let it become matzah, I can't bake something for, that no one's going to eat on Yantif because if I'm going to just burn it, so that's called afia or bishol for no reason. It's asr on Yantif as well. It has to be oichon efesh. So what do I do on first day of Pesach? I'm baking matzahs. How do I do hafashas chala? So the Shulchan says, very simple, just bake the matzah and then after everything's baked, then you'll pick which one to be chala. Now the Ramah says, if you have a kain katan or a kain gadol shatava lekiriyav, you're allowed to say, oh, you want, you want some matzah? I'll bake it for you because he's going to eat it and that will be mutter. So we do find one place where some of the can say we should, we could indeed give it to a kain katan. The Mishabura says, although technically, maker adin, we could do this and give it to a kain katan, the minog is, for the two mentioned reasons, we do not give it to a kain katan. So in that case, you would just bake all the matzah, don't call it a name, and then after yantif, you would burn whichever one you decide to be chala. This comes up as well in egg matzah production. So this past year, we had Erev Pesach, Shechol Shabbos. So many people ate egg matzah and, uh, for, for their sudas and Shabbos. So one of the one of the interesting halachas of egg matzah is that you cannot have any water touching, you can't have any water in the production. Any small amount of water, we just had this recently in the Pesachim, the Dafyami, any water that touches the egg matzah production, it ruins the entire egg matzah. So I always say, in fact, it's much more difficult to give hashkacha on egg matzah than it is to give on regular matzah. Regular matzah, of water or flour, make sure it's baked within 18 minutes. Egg matzah, drop of water, someone spits on it, it becomes chametz. So anyways, the problem is like this. The reason why we are allowed to burn Chala bismanazet is because chala is tame. Since I, let's say I'm making uh, bagels. So I'm making dough and there's water. I am tame maize because I went to a Leviah this past week. So now I'm tame maize. I never became tar. There's no afer para aduma. 
there's no Pesach Hayamayid, I am definitely Tamei Meis. So by me touching the dough, which had water in it, water is needed, the chiyutan, water has to be there to be put on the grain in order to allow the grain to become chametz. But if there's no water there, it's just flour and eggs, flour and, and, uh, and apple juice, it's not water proper. So if there's no water there, it's not one of the Zion mashkim. By me touching it, it I didn't make it tame. So I, egg matzah production actually has challah that's still tar at that point. So how do you give it, how do you burn it? You can't burn it because it's challah that's not tame. It's tar challah. What do you do? So some person said, okay, so give it to a kain katan. He should go to the factory, the egg matzah production, let him do it. Others said maybe just put water on it after you bake it. Now it becomes tummy, then you can burn it. The problem is, if you look in uh, Igor Smoisha, many other places can say there is some type of Isser of, it's actually found in Gemara earlier sources, there will be an Isser of making things tummy on purpose. You can't make something tummy on purpose. When I'm baking, I'm trying to bake. I'm not trying to make something tummy. But here to put water on it to make it tummy afterwards, that will be Isser. So what do you do? So in practice, I am told that uh, they will just simply take other matzah that was baked that day. They do not do our fresh yet. So you take other matzah, usually these machines are expensive. It's the same company making both. So let's say in the morning they made regular matzah. So take your regular, you know, shmur matzah. Don't do hafrashas challah yet. And then when it's finished, everything's finished, put them close together and do hafrasha on the matzah for the egg matzah. So that would be an eitzah that they do. Just a very interesting uh, application of this discussion. So let's quickly go to the next topic. Is there a mitzvah to burn it? So the Gemara on Shabbos, Tafchafei says, Kishem Shemitzvah Lissav Kachim, Shenitma Kachish, Mitzvah Lissav Truma, Shenitma. There's a mitzvah to burn Kachim, and there's also a mitzvah to burn Truma, again, that became Tameh. Why is there a mitzvah? So Rashi gives you two reasons. Number one, Dumiyu de Kachim, similar to Kachim, there's some type of mitzvah. And number two, Shloyavili de Takala. If you allow this dough, imagine this happens all the time, you have a piece of dough that you did a fresh challah on, and you have the challah dough sitting around your counter. All of a sudden, you don't know where it, go, where it went. Garbage, someone, another bagel, uh, different challah, you have no clue where it went. So Shemayavili de Takala. Therefore, just burn it. Burning it is the best option to avoid issues. Which answer of Rashi, which reason of Rashi is the primary reason? What's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is, what if I can't burn it? What if I don't want to burn it? I live in a condo and no fires allowed, only induction stove, whatever the situation is, I'm camping out somewhere, I don't have the, well, you could, we could burn it, but let's say I don't have the ability to burn the challah. What should I do? So the Minchas Yitzchak in Chelek Dal, Simen Yudgimel, fascinating tshuva, he goes through the different Rishonim and their opinions. Most Rishonim seem to hold that there is indeed a mitzvah to burn the challah, and therefore one should not simply throw it in the garbage, you would have to burn it. And we'll get to some of the details, how to burn it, but you really have to make sure it's burnt. Not simply to put it in the oven for 10 minutes and say, oh, I, I did it, I burnt out the challah. You literally have to burn it. That is the way the Minchas Yitzhak says most Rishon and Paskin. However, the Minchas Yitzhak says perhaps there's only a mitzvah to burn it when there's a kezayis. When you separated a kezayis, as we said, that's a shir and a sin. Now then there's a mitzvah to burn it. But let's say you took a mash, you took a small amount, one gram, then you wouldn't have to burn it. So he says, let's say you're concerned for takala, you have a house full of kids, and every time you do a fresh challah, you're always asking the rabbi, Yashayla, he says, I have a good idea. Take a regular kezayis, put it in foil, throw it in the garbage, and say like this. If, it, if uh, it won't get burnt because it's going in the garbage, so only one gram is challah from that kezayis, the rest is not. But if this garbage can, again, Yerushalayim, 
this dumpster gets burnt, that should be my shreif aschala on the entire kezayis. Many poskim say that the burning of the dumpsters by your hafgana or whatever the reason, whenever you're burning your garbage, that's not called shreif aschala. That's not called burning the challah, and therefore that wouldn't help. But other poskim felt that the minchasiyatuk's point was valid that as long as you're doing less than the kezayis, there will be no issue, no no reason why you really have to burn it, and one could avoid the whole thing. The Chuvas van Hagas of Sternbach says a little further. He says, Chalas Chutzlaaretz. There was never a mitzvah to burn. How could there be a mitzvah to burn Chalas Chutzlaaretz? The whole thing is the Rabbanon. It's Shalit Tishtakach Tarvis Chala. We should remember there's a concept of giving Chala, but to say you have to burn Chalas Chutzlaaretz, Moshe Sternbach has Mekel. And therefore, many places can say that if you know from experience that this dough is going to get lost, it's going to end up somewhere. Best to take off less than the kezayis, wrap it in a foil, and throw it in the garbage. That would be what to do. There is a um, two more applications of this. Number one, let's say a person is being mafresh chala lechomra. They know there's a pretzel company owned by Jews, non-religious Jews, and we're going to discuss how the OU or other hashkach agencies navigate their fresh challah. Let's say you're not so into the whole lumdish uh, back and forth, how they do our fresh challah. You want to do it on your own. So there, Rav Shema Zaman says, you're only doing it you could take off a small piece of the pretzel and toss it. You do not need to take a whole kezayis and burn it. Additionally, when we actually discuss and describe how they do hafash ashala remotely, you're going to see that we're not going to take off a full kezayis. So relying on the minchas yitzuk and the chuvas vahnagas, that chalas chutzla aretz is not an issue. Now, once we mention chashash takala, there's a concern that if you leave it around, there's going to be a takala. Many places can say, that it is not correct what people do. So many people, especially in Barra Park and, and other places, they will take all their hafashas challah doughs, they'll put it in the freezer, and then Arab Pesach, they burn it. Sometimes they charge $3 a bowl, but you burn all your challah doughs from the year. So many Paiskim said, you you're end up causing a takala. However, if a person has a designated area in the freezer, you mark it off, everyone knows these are frozen hafashas challah doughs. So perhaps there would not be this concern for takala, but that's why some have this practice and some do not do this, and they do not save it for the year, they burn it as soon as possible.